Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday morning show. Hopefully you're doing okay. If you're starting your day out and it's running a little slow, grab a cup of coffee or something to help you get it going. I have an interesting show for you today. Uh, it's going to come from a topic that, uh, or a comment that came in one of the videos, but I'll hit that in a minute. But first, let's see if I can get all this stuff working. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. Uh, I'm your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist. I am an individual much like you who's uh, developed some tips and techniques over years of uh, dealing with this stuff that I share with you to help you get your life back, break the cycle of abuse, and undo the damage that's been done. And hopefully, if you have to deal with parental alienation, give you some tips and techniques to help you deal with that to uh, strengthen the relationship with your kids. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. So be careful going around telling everyone that your ex is a BPD or NPD or comorbid with both. Just be careful. If you have a note, if you have a diagnosis, well, that's a different story. But uh, just be careful because a lot of times, not a lot of times, most of the times in this, your credibility is key. And if you start inadvertently undermining that, that can cause you problems down the road, down the line. Uh, the text notification system is working. I actually got the text today. So if you want to sign up for that so you get text notifications so you don't have to rely on YouTube actually notifying you, you can do that by texting DSD Live to 844-598-0012. That's 844-598-0012. Speaking of phone lines, the phone lines are open, and if you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. And if you're new to this show, if you're new to the channel, please consider ringing the or hitting the subscribe button, ringing the bell notification so that, uh, you know, hopefully YouTube will notify you. And if you really like what's going on here, you can support the channel by becoming a channel member. You can do that over at youtube.com slash divorce. Just look for the join button and you get all kinds of interesting things like badges and emojis and stuff like that. And then as it grows and I can actually get to <laughs> a group of people and find a time, we'll do some, some uh, just member-only type stuff. So if you're interested in that, sign up for that. Just so you know, I don't intend to change anything else that I'm doing because I really enjoy doing this show. So hopefully you guys are doing well this morning. Let me just see, check everything, what's going on. I really appreciate all the guys that are all the folks that just jump in in the morning and are, and are here uh, early and stuff. So thank you for the support on that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know we have one person who's getting ready to go to court today, so... Everybody could keep their fingers crossed for Tiffany that everything goes well. If anybody else has court today, let me know. I, that's the only one I know about. The topic I want to hit today, and this comes from a, and I'll just jump right into this. And this comes from a comment I received on one of my old videos that I think it was the one about be careful who you talk to. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read this, and then I have some points I want to discuss on it. And basically the person says, I talked to my handyman today uh, when he asked me about my son. He just said, been there, done that, meaning divorce with a child involved. He took straight sides with my wife, ex-wife. 
He seriously suggested that a 50-50 arrangement would mess with the child's mind as a kid only needs to have one home. Okay, this guy is in his 50s. Just remember, I'm in my 50s. Well, I'm 50, so I guess I'm not in my 50s yet. Uh, And the law back then was pretty different, but I thought he had took sides, uh, but I thought he had took sides for the mother straight away and basically advised me to let her do what she wants uh, was quite messed up in my opinion. So here's, here's the thing I want to mention on this. First thing is, is people who haven't been through this, well, there's two ways. Most of the time, people who haven't been through this specific situation, they have no concept of what we're dealing with. So for instance, and I don't know all the details of the, the gentleman's story, or either one of them actually, but let's say hypothetically that that person had a normal divorce with a normal person and was, was able to co-parent with the ex and the kids stayed at one house, but the dad was able to go have dinner with them whenever they wanted or take him out or, or it was no big deal. It was like, hey, I, I, I'm going to go take the kids to the movies. Oh, sure. No problem. Right. If it's that type of scenario, I could see an argument to be made to say, yeah, It'd be easier for the kids to have one place. All their stuff is in one place. This is their, you know, their home base. The problem is, is that whenever you're dealing with someone toxic and you, you don't have good reoccurring time, well, then you're erased from everything. You're slowly dismantled. You're slowly dismantled. That's not the right words. You're slowly, uh, well, alienated is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to think of a different word, but, but over time, you become less and less and less in the kids' lives and you get effectively replaced or neutralized or just forgotten. In those situations, you need, we need as much time as we possibly can get so that the kids don't feel abandoned from the other parent or that all the stories that are being said can be countered just by your own actions. If someone is, 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 I want to say ridicule, that's not the right word. If someone's tearing you down and you're not there and one person can control the narrative and the story, it makes it really, really tough. Now, one of the things I just want to say on this, there's also the alternate possibility, depending, because I've seen this before too. Let's say that this guy did go through this, did lose custody, you know, his whole situation was pretty much the, the, the horror story or worst case scenario that we fear happening. I've seen people on that say, think in their mind, well, I, ne- I didn't get, I never got to see my kids. I didn't get to be a dad. So yeah, you shouldn't get to be a dad too. So there's two things on that, that, uh, more than likely it, hopefully, I guess, hopefully it was the first one, but, but you have to be aware of that. So, and this is the other thing, you have to be careful thinking that everybody thinks the way you do, that everybody processes the same information as you do. That, that will get you in so much trouble in multiple aspects of your life. This is actually a really decent <laughs> advice for pretty much everything. But going into a situation, just assuming that everybody's on the same page and everyone thinks the same way and everyone is processing the same information the same way is a recipe for disaster. And when you are in a situation to where you are so stressed, so just at your wits end on this, 
you have to be incredibly careful what information you allow back into your life because, well, here's the reality. If you were in a situation to where you are good and, and you understand what you're dealing with and you don't need external validation anymore, well, you're not even going to talk to somebody about this stuff because it's, it's irrelevant. Whenever you do need the validation, whenever you think you're going crazy, the gaslighting is working, the parental alienation is off the top, and you're just losing your mind, and someone says stuff like this, it can have a really serious negative effect on you and your emotions because somebody is not reinforcing that, yeah, you know, this situation is completely messed up. You were completely wronged. Yes, you were abused. Yes, this is real. When someone says something like what this guy was saying, I know for me, if somebody would have said that to me, it would have screwed with my head. So the other thing I want to mention on that is just, you know, I mean, I guess what I'll say on this is let's say hypothetically that first scenario was true in my situation. You know, if I would have felt that we just my ex and I had just drifted apart, but we were both good, mature people. We both really did have the best interests of the kids at heart. I would have been okay in a situation where I wasn't trying to claw every moment, but that would have been predicated on that I did get to see the kids when I wanted to, that, that it was one of, those, one of those scenarios to where it was the whole thing wasn't a big deal. I mean, when I started this, I was even in the mindset that, hey, if... if uh, you know, holidays come up, we'll do it together. Not a big deal. You know, I mean, I was, that's, that's the, the, the approach I was taking on it. <laughs> that quickly changed to say the least. You know, when you realize the person that you were with would just as soon cut your throat if they had the opportunity, as opposed to work with you, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be super careful. The other thing is, is it, or the bottom line on this, is you have to be careful who you share with. And you really need to ask yourself, why am I sharing with this person and what do I plan to accomplish? Now, to be honest, there's times in the past where I would just do it as a joke. I'm kind of like sick heart, uh, or sarcastic humor. And, you know, I would sometimes bring, bring certain things up just to kind of make a comedic point, so to speak. But really, you have to be careful who you are sharing information with. You know, I mean, in this particular scenario, probably if the handyman says, hey, where's your, you know, where's little Jimmy? You know, if you know, little Jimmy's in the house, oh, Jimmy's in the house. And just leave it at that. There's no reason to go in, oh, yeah, I got 50-50 custody and, and this, that, and the other. Because, I mean, unless someone's, you know, asking the question or whatever, just be careful what you share with it. For your military ex prior service or if you're active duty, it's like operational security, OPSEC. There's certain things that you just don't need to be saying around other people because it just doesn't serve a purpose. In the military, operational security is like, you don't want to be going to Starbucks with your buddy and talking about an upcoming deployment. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you got everything ready for our trip to uh, you know Afghanistan? Oh yeah, I got everything ready. The kids are going to go stay with their mom, you know, whatever. You don't want other people to be able to hear or to kind of discern what's going on. And it's kind of the same, it's kind of the same thing. You just need to be careful who you speak to 
understand your audience and realize that not everybody is going to be looking at the situation the same way you are. Bottom line, or I said that, but, but the thing is, is if you need to find a place to vent, find a better place to do that. The channels like this are good. I have a discord group that's private. That's a good place to go. If, um, maybe I can put a link in the comments on, or actually the, there should be a link in the description. Use stuff like that. Find a place to where you have more of an opportunity to vent, bounce ideas off of people who do get it, not for confirmation bias, but just so that you, you're not neg- having it negatively affect your life and driving a conversation in a different way. So that is, or that was my main talking point for today. And let me check and see what's going on in the comments. All right, let me see if I can find this one. Now, here comes the fun part, trying to, trying to scroll up. Uh, Matt had said, as far as I'm concerned, a boy needs to see his father not just having fun and playing, but helping with the homework, getting dinner on the table, work, uh, or after work, preparing the school lunches, et cetera. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree. See, now, Matt, that, that, that kind of goes into what I was just saying. You know, we do have confirmation bias because you and I, and probably most of the people here, are all on the same page. You know, you take someone else who has a different view. I mean, and I've had that happen so many times during the course of this where I thought that I had something worked out in my head. A good example of this was, I'm trying to remember, I think it had to do with, oh, it was that first Christmas. The, the first Christmas where the ex unilaterally said, uh, I'm taking the kids out of, uh, out of the state uh, for the three weeks, four weeks, whatever, the 28 days straight for, for the holidays. You know, I'll, I'll let you know where we are and you, and you can talk to the kids on Christmas Day. And I'm like, uh, no, court order says, you know, that I get to see the kids or whoever doesn't have the kids gets to see them for a few hours on, uh, on Christmas Day. I know I've told this story before, so I don't need to go into all the details. But what I, what I, will, what I will say is I remember having a conversation with a mutual friend and this topic came up and she blasted me. She's like, well, you know, why are you doing, you know, why are you, uh, why are you not letting her go? You know, basically you're being a meanie type thing. And the reality is, I mean, fortunately I was able to say that I'm like, Oh crap. I've completely just undermined my, I mean, the point I'm trying to make, I'm not making right. It's not being communicated well. And I, and I, I was able to, to not necessarily fix it, but just explain it and say, look, here's the deal. The court order says this, the kids are freaked out about not seeing each other on Christmas, you know, specifically written in the court order to prevent this from happening. That's the issue. And then the person was like, Oh, okay. You know, then they, then they, they had a different view, but, but, but keep in mind that the other, the other side of the story that was being told is that, Oh, the kids so want to go. I mean, they're so looking forward to it. They didn't looking forward to it. They didn't want to do a, a 18 hour drive. I mean, the crazy part is, is that later she did do, um, I mean, that one she did do, she did go. And uh, I think there was a couple more, but then after that, the kids are like, nope. <laughs> the kids are like, I don't know. Do not want to do that for, for take that drive. Again, just make sure you understand who you're talking to 
uh, I would also encourage you when you're, when you are talking to, if, if you're talking to a vent person, that's a different story, right? You know, I mean, if you're just getting stuff off your chest, like if, if you and I were just talking and you were just venting, then you don't necessarily need to worry about it. I mean, maybe if you said something weird, I might be like, Hey, did you know, what about this, this, and this, you know, but for the most part, if you're talking to someone else, I would encourage you on this. If you, and I don't mean to add extra paranoia into your, into your, into your world, into your, into your environment. If I could speak clearly today, watch people, how they're reacting. Now, th- this is kind of frustrating because Normal, I, I, I would say that the people in this community, you don't normally live like that, right? You're not, you're not sitting there saying something and watching someone to see, oh, is my story being, being, uh, being received correctly? Whereas a narcissist is, right? I mean, so, but in this situation, you have to understand what's going on around you, right? A toxic person does that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, by default, it's like they're programmed to do that. They're constantly watching what's happening and, and they can tell in real time that, oh shoot, my story's not working and flip it. Just be careful of that. All right, let's see. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can. I have a couple of calls coming in, so I will grab that in a moment. Uh, moderator Debbie, uh, posted a comment. I'm just trying to see if I can. Actually, I don't, uh, Never mind. I'm not going to do that because I don't really understand the question. Um, what I am going to do now is go to area code 941 and it says, uh, so, well, I'll just go to it, uh, Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing this how morning? I'm good. How are you? Oh, it's, oh, it's been a day. I've been following you for the past two years, probably. Wow. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for sticking around that long. I appreciate the the, the continued support. So what's? Oh, you're amazing. There's a lot of things I wouldn't have gotten through, to be honest. Well, that's that. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this channel is to try to give people that that extra little boost to to get through this. So I'm looking at the the thing that on the autocorrect. And it says, uh, father let stepmom go into oral surgery, surgeon procedure without mom left her weight. What? Was that? Yeah. So this, this happens a lot. Um, we have 50-50 joint custody. Um, he has more time sharing. I kind of had to make a deal with the devil last September. Yeah. Um, and it, it worked good, per se, but I have the right to medical appointments, decision making, all of that. But he is stating that I don't. I have to walk around with a birth certificate, a copy of the parenting plan, present it to every doctor, every dentist. I called and spoke with him last week when um, the stepmom brought my son in to the appointment who has an abscess in his tooth because the dad hasn't gotten him dental care in over a year and will allow me to do it. And if I take him to the dentist, he will file for contempt, which I have a contempt case going now. I would just serve papers on Monday for something completely different. Yeah. So... That was the office, did everything I needed to, showed up today, and I always go right for the appointment because I don't want a bunch of time in the waiting room. Um, he likes to take videos oh, okay. and put cameras in my faces, and I have in the court order he's not allowed to do that. So in the beginning of the video, I will say I do not give you permission to videotape me. It is in the court order. Um, but by the time I got there, I guess my son had already gone back, 
I don't discuss, speak with him at all. I went to the front office. I said, hi, I'm mom. I'm here. I'd like to go back to him. And she said, oh, there's nobody allowed in the procedure room. I was like, that's weird. He's seven. He's getting a tooth pulled. He's getting gas. Like, okay. And I sat down and dealt with it because I know, you know, you can't go crazy making. Yeah. So I just sat there. After the procedure, we go, well, the doctor came out, started talking to him. I said, hi, I'm mom. I'm here. And she goes, oh, your mom? I said, yeah. And we go back and stepmom's sitting in the room and was told that she's mom the entire time. And my son looked at me and goes, I told him I wanted my mom. And I had to stand there with shocked looks on everyone's faces. <laughs> and that was at 7.30 this morning. Well, it sounds like you're dealing with it okay. That's got to be incredibly frustrating. And especially since, like I'm, like you said earlier, this isn't the first time, right? I mean, it's an ongoing struggle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's everywhere. It's schools. It's sports. It's constantly. Everyone's looking at me going, oh, because I am. He tells everyone that I was found unfit to have the kids, which is not true. And actually, with all the corona stories, it was flipped for me. Um, he, I see them during the school year because I'm an unfit mom who doesn't have a stable environment for the kids to live in. Right. For school time, according to him. I get them every other weekend. Corona came. I had them for spring break, which is nice. I get summer. I get Christmas break. I get spring break. Any large gap of time the kids aren't in school, I have them. He didn't come pick them up for three weeks after the coronavirus. And then gave them to me almost full time until school resumed. I'm in Florida, so we're back in school. When school resumed September 1st, right. we took them back. But it's, it's, this is awful. I don't know how anybody makes it through. <laughs> No, it's tough. I mean, and it's it's one of those things where you just, I mean, you just have to make the most of it. I mean, the good part is, is that it sounds like you still have a good relationship with your son. I mean, for him to wake up the first thing, you know, and, and say, hey, that's who I wanted in here. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's, that's positive. I mean, that's, but I mean, it's, it just sucks that you guys have to go through this. And it's just, I mean, this is definitely an example of how these things play out and how people, narcissistic people will just spin how, whatever they want to fit their narrative. Oh yeah. I got a message when I left, we use the talking parents app. Again, I've had a lot of wins and I try to look at that too from everyone else's yeah. story. Um, we are all court ordered only talking parents. Good. You're not allowed to come within three. Um, like not, I couldn't get a restraining order because he also like chased me down in parking lots of football games, scream in my window, bang on my windows. Wow. All these things have happened. Um, but still, I can't get a restraining order. I can't get anything because there's been no physical harm. Right. So in the agreement where he's getting them during the school year, I made him agree to be 30 feet away, three spots away, like all these things are in place, um, which makes it a little bit more bearable. But of course, he doesn't follow those. <laughs> so are you going to counter Sue for contempt on, on what he's not doing on the on the court order? Or are you just, what's going on on this? Ne this a lot of it. Yeah. I'm I'm working on proving the behavior is Good. my end goal. Okay. Um, I've gone 7,000 in. Cause of course, like most of us, I'm the one who doesn't have all the money in the world. Right. He, well, I stayed home, kept my 8 to 5 job so I could take care of the kids when I finally got out of the relationship. Um, he was very high up as a manager in his company. And I've been slowly, I left with nothing. I packed up a U-Haul overnight and found a place. And been building back up so i don't have all that money with a lawyer he does it's indispensable but he's had two lawyers kick him out because they can't deal with him anymore and all of his frivolous actions that he wants to bring and this last one he's representing himself at this point oh 
Well, that's, so I, really, I mean. And, and the current one's about Snapchat. Um, he wanted a court order that the kids weren't allowed to have Snapchat, which I don't care either way. Like, do don't. And Xbox games and Fortnite. He doesn't want them playing them at my house. And he also wants uh, sugar recommendations. My children are not to have more than 65 grams per day of sugar. Well, hopefully all that stuff gets shot down. <laughs> you know, I, I know that's what I, yeah. I mean, I often say, cause when I'm people, I mean, if he was, if he was asking me, I would say, dude, it's, it's when the kids are at the other place, unless it's in a court order, it doesn't matter. And I don't even, that would be surprising to me, even if they would order that. I mean, cause then it's interfering with your parenting time. When you have them, you, it's your, your thing, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to go with too. Um, is something like that. It's, it's always, it's an alienation, it's behaviors. And he just, I got lie after lie after lie. You know, right. he says, one, my old or oldest son needs glasses. He's a year behind the prescription. I'm not able to take him because he doesn't want me to take him. He says he just got new glasses two weeks ago. All he got was a screw fix. He didn't have an eye exam. Like, that's not new glasses. That's a screw in a glass. That's screw in glasses. So now he's walking around with a year old prescription and can't see right. That's got to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah. And I've offered, I'm like, I'll take them. I'll pay for it. I'll do everything. Don't worry about it. And I'm, Oh, but he can't, he can't give you that victory. Right. I mean, it's like, they can't give you a victory. If you do that, Oh my God, you might go around and tell people that you took the kids to the appointments and, and that would not work for the, for the narrative. Right. It, that's ex- yes, and see, yeah. I've learned that from you. Right? How could I be an unfit mother if I'm taking exactly to the eye doctor? But see, the crazy part is, is like what you but, just said during like COVID. It's like as soon as it was convenient to drop them off on your doorstep, that's what happened. I mean, but but it's yep. it's amazing how these people un- undermine their own narrative. And but I mean, it's all about their own control. And then the sad reality is, and you already know this, is that they only care about themselves. So. They don't, they're not thinking like even with the medical appointments, it doesn't, it's, it's not important to them. So it's not high on the list. Right. Right. Yeah. Everything's behind. And I'm like, it just, I'll take them. It's not a big deal. Um, our son had an asthma attack. The youngest one a year and a half ago was in the hospital for three days. Dad didn't show up six months later. He took him and had him taken off all of his asthma meds because he didn't really have asthma. Oh God. See, I have asthma. Like, my kids have asthma. So fun. that that yeah. that's one of those things that's really frustrating. It's like, come on, man. I mean, oh, if your child has asthma, yeah. if your kid has an asthma attack once, have the damn medication around because what happens if it ha- you know, what happens if it happens? Like that didn't make sense, but you know if what I, I mean. If I dare give him an inhaler, he's taking me to court. Wow. Well, I, I hope just keep keep uh, <laughs> keep tracking or keep uh, documenting everything, focusing on the patterns of behavior, and just get ready to, you know, basically strike when the time is right. How old your kid? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, we have two. No, no, that's fine. Uh, the youngest is seven, and the oldest is thirteen. Okay. Well, at least they at least they're getting to the age where they can start to have a voice for themselves. So that that helps. They do. So. But I also know, like, my oldest, he's in survival mode. Yeah. And I don't push him out of survival mode at dad. I'm just like, yeah. you do what you got to do for you, and I understand, and I respect you, and I am here. That's and awesome. That's, like, my main. That is awesome. To be able yeah, to say I that to your kids really helpful. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I've learned that, yeah, like I said, through all of your stories and everybody calling in, I am grateful for this whole support group. Because there a lot of people, like you said, when we tell our stories, we sound insane. 
Oh, I yeah. That I do. Oh, I've of lost course. So many friends. I've lost so many people <laughs> that think that, like, I'm just a nut job. And I'm like, and I start talking, I'm like, I sound like an insane person. I sound crazy. Yeah. And, and it's the, that's funny you say that. And, and, but being able to get to that realization, when, you know, I, I can still remember the first time I did that, I'm like, oh, I got to stop doing this because this isn't helping. This is not working well. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's what I got to. You get to, you like get done with it and you're like, okay, reverse. Let's just not do that again. Yeah. And I did call the dentist's office today because I wasn't allowed in and I kind of let them know the story. And I said, my only hope is if this situation ever comes up again, you guys don't leave the mom in the waiting room and you don't leave the child wanting their mom. Yeah. Well, I mean, but think about it. They probably didn't know because I'm sure what your ex did is, uh, is, you know, oh, this is mom and didn't even say anything or at the worst just said, yeah. oh, well, mom never shows up. I told her when the appointment is, but, you know, she just doesn't care. You know, some stupid oh, thing no, like that. That's what, yeah. that's what he spun it in the talking parents message. If you would show up on time to the appointment, Sandy wouldn't have to go. In, oh, I'm sorry. Anything. Somebody wouldn't have to go in to be the mother. Yeah. No, I was there. Well, and I'm, and I'm, let me just, and then let me just to hit on that point, just so everyone understands this. And I think most people do, but just to throw it out there, it doesn't matter what you do, right? It doesn't matter. There's, it's always going to be wrong and they're always going to find a way to where what you did is wrong. So, you know, and, and I mean, what your, your plan of showing up at the last minute is a, is a smart one because I, I hear you. I wouldn't want to sit in the waiting room and with that for forever, you know, but, uh, it's a, it's a, just a constant barrage of double binds, but Hey, I appreciate you calling and sharing that. So, and I, and I mean, just hearing in your voice, it sounds like even with this crap show that's going on, you're able to stay positive. You're focusing on the right things. You're, you're trying to make the met are the best of this messy situation for your kids. And, you know, it sounds like you're doing everything, everything right. And I, maybe I lost that. So on that, okay, I think I have another caller. Uh, let me, but let me double check the comments before I do that. Sorry about that. I think the line dropped, but uh, a lot of support for the person who was calling in. So I'm looking at the comments. Let's see if, if moderator Debbie threw anything I needed to hit into the thing and nope. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I'm missing. So there was a conversation and I'm missing part of what people were saying here. And should, all right. I'm, man, a lively conversation this morning. So I can't, I can't catch up on it. Uh, Oh, I like what here. Will says something. Will says, uh, DSD, be careful about how long you end up venting. People will eventually get tired of hearing it, even though you are still going through it. Oh my God, Will, you are so absolutely correct on that. That's the other problem with this is that, you know, even people who do get it can get exhausted from hearing it. So uh, that is a, an excellent point. Find, find people who are who can handle that capacity? I had some friends that I absolutely did that to. I way overvented with them. Luckily, uh, or fortunately, it was uh, somebody who could endure it 
you know, we were longtime friends and, uh, they, they stuck with me on it. And fortunately they never made me feel bad about it. They didn't poke me in the eye. Um, I mean, I think the, the worst, maybe the worst I got was the one person who's like, man, you got to try something else. It's been a couple of years and you're still, you're still talking about the same thing. He was the one who recommended, uh, maybe trying hypnosis, which I did and it did help. So, um, yeah, you got to be really careful. Uh, it will, it will destroy relationships. It can affect your career. It did me. And, uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's a, not a good thing. So let me scroll down back to the bottom. Oh man. Our brand says, I seriously want to post all the videos from the time my ex put hands on me because she acts so scared when we are in court. Keyword acts. Dude, I can so relate to that. I mean, mine never physic well, kind of, but not really got physically, you know, with me. But same thing. It was like the scared little butterfly. But for me, it was a school functions. We'd be in a in a public place and it would be uh, you know, oh here, sit right here. You know, like everything was fine. And then on the you know, an hour later, it's like, you know, oh my God, I'm scared of you. And it was like, what? It was just, it was an act. And it's an, it's enough to drive you, drive you crazy too. So, okay. So I'm going to go to area code four, whoops, let me turn this up to area code four, seven, zero. I'm going to hit the button now. Hello and welcome to the show. Anybody? Hey Dwayne, how hey, are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. This is iTumblers. Um, just calling in, and I was just—I was wondering about something. Sure. Um, when you were going through this, like the—I guess when you were initially going through this, and you were like in the middle of your court case, mm-hmm. um, were you ever in a mode of just like straight? How do you say? Like you're just so competitive that you want to beat the your ex at everything. Like so, say. For example, like, okay, the first thing would be custody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been alienated, um, and then you get to a point where you have nothing. I mean, you think about everything else in life, you know, but but every day you almost think about, like, what is it going to have to take for me to win, you know, how to win the case. And also maybe if they value money, it's like, how can I beat them as far as, like, making more money? Like, have you ever gotten to that? Oh, absolutely. Dude, yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. No, I mean, and okay, so I'm sure you've heard me say in the past how it's, it's super important at the beginning of this to write down what you want. Write down what's important to you, right? And the reason I say that is because what you just said, and I found myself the same thing. It's like I started out and like here's, you know, I mean, my, my bar was set, if you're watching on video, like here. And then things started going worse and it's like, okay, well, now I want this. I want this. And I kept changing you know, my goal on what I would consider victory because of the shenanigans that were going on. No, absolutely, dude. I, I did everything you just said. Yes, I did that. And I, I would change the, the goal of what I was trying to get. I mean, I was trying to take every freaking dime I could from her because um, I was really frustrated. And on the flip side, I also, in the early days of this, tried to you know, really... I'm trying to think how to say it, but I would, uh, I would, I would 
if something was good, I would try to make sure that she knew about it, right? Which obviously made things worse. But yeah, I wanted to be like, hey, you know what? You're trying to destroy my life. I'm going to prove to you that you are not having the effect. Absolutely. Uh, it did not much good for me. Um, it's not a good mind space to be in. Uh, if you're there, if that's what you're, you're dealing with right now, um, it, you can't yeah. flip that off overnight. What, what, I'm, what I hope for you is yeah. just to kind of look at it and say, okay, what is it actually doing for you? You, what you have to do, man, is you have to look at your goal and say, okay, I want, you know, I want to get my life to here, you know, where, wherever, like in five years or three years or 10 years or whatever the hell it is. What's your, what is your victory point for you? Not to, not to poke her in the eye. Like you, you hear me talk about the battles and the yeah. wars, not to win the little battle. How do you win the war? How do you win to where, like, for instance, let me just say this. Had I been able to take that advice I would have made different decisions in the, in the first five, six years of this, and I would be in a much better position right now. I would probably have been able to purchase a house. My credit would have been completely restored. I wouldn't owe anybody. I'd be debt-free. But because of decisions that I made, I have, I'm now that plan has been pushed out to at least another three to five years, right? So, I mean, it also... Oh, wow. So all those decisions ultimately hurt me. Um, and that's what I would yeah. say, you know, and that's what you got to do, man. You got to look at it and say, okay, y yeah, it's great. It, it, it is great. It, it is an awesome thing when you can take your bony little finger and, you know, boop, cram it right in your ex's eye. <laughs> the problem is, is most of the time when you do that, there's a cost or like a nuclear explosion that happens as, as a result of it. And it's like, holy crap, that wasn't worth it. Now, the problem is, is that I think every one of us has to do that a couple of times just to at least feel like, hey, yeah, I'm, I've kind of turned the tide because otherwise you just feel like you're letting them get, get, um, get away with everything. But then you ultimately get to the point that you're like, you know what, yeah. I don't care. You know, like for me, the ex can feel like she's getting away with everything. She can feel like she's winning. She can feel like she broke me. I don't care anymore. What I want is I want my life back. I want my resources back as much as possible. And I want to get as far away from her and her shenanigans as I possibly can. You know what I mean? And that's what the goal has to be. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. And it's kind of funny. I, I, um, I was going, I was cleaning up and then I, I and I think I found a piece of paper that had my goals because I watched one of your videos and I was like, man, I'm actually, when I look back at it, I was like, I'm actually on track to get a lot of these things because I thought about it every day. I kept in my wallet. And, oh, good. Um, actually, I, kept it, I think I kept one in my wallet and I also kept one in my fridge too. And I thought about it every day. And I was like, man, the thing that I really want to do, maybe it's not the best reason to do it, but partially, I mean, I, I mean, I do want to win custody of my kids because that's what I want. And I do feel like it's the right thing for the kids, but also I want to, I literally want to beat her at everything like yeah. because it's like they try to destroy you so much that you get into this competitive mode where it's like if you don't and it could be used as a good thing, I would say, um, because I, I would say that I'm fairly good at handling her mm -hmm. and actually exposing her. And then when trial comes, I'll dump all the evidence like, hey, there's a reason why X, Y, Z. Yeah. But um, but then I was just wondering, I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was like, I was like, yeah, I want to make like X amount of dollars because I know that she makes X and she makes significantly more than I. And I have the ability to do it. And then she was like, 
it's like you're thinking about that way too much. She's like, you need to not do it because yeah. of her. She's, she, she, she's, she's like, right. You're becoming like her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, but, so, but, but, but hey, anyway, man, here, here's, the, here's the thing. What, what I wanted to yeah. say on that. Okay, one, I agree with your sister, right? However, yeah. it's hard to get to that point, right? We've been hurt so much by these people that it takes time. Mm-hmm. So what's, what will ultimately happen, I, I see this time and time again, is you get to the point where you start thinking about them less and less. And then, you, and then like what your sister was saying, is you'll be like, you know, hey, I want to make this kind of money not to, to prove the other person wrong. I mean, that's like gift with purchase, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's about how to, you know, getting the goals and, and getting the life you want. Not, to, not, not in spite of somebody exactly. else. And it just take it just takes time. It took me a long time to, uh, you know, to to get to that point. I mean, I mean, I've said this before, but when I started this channel, I was feeling I was feeling really good. I mean, I wasn't even researching NPD stuff back then when I started it. But even since then, from the time I started the channel to now, my perspective has continued to grow and get better. You know what I mean? I I don't know if I'm saying right. that correctly, but yeah. but it's it's a, it's an iterative process. You're I th- you know you're on track, right? I mean, nobody can s- snap their finger. I mean, it would be great, right? I mean, I wish I could do that for you. I wish you could say, okay, iTumbler is over this now, and then boom, you know, and then it's like, oh wow, you know, and you've you've reached nirvana. But it takes time, right? It's like we have to process through all this anger and frustration to get to the point that we literally just don't care about that person anymore. You know, I mean, I'm at the point now that even if the ex won the lottery, that I'd be like, whatever, you know, I mean, the only thing I would be on it is like, okay, is there a way I can get out of alimony, you know, to get the ties completely (laughs) cut? Um, Whereas I'll tell you, man, I mean, earlier in earlier in this, I was worried. I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to find somebody better than me that makes more money. And they're going to be driving around in BMWs and going to the Bahamas you know, while I'm eating top ramen and I was so fixated on the wrong thing, but you can't, but I couldn't just let it go. Right. I mean, I I wish I could, I wish I could have been like, Oh, thank God. That person was a toxic nightmare. I am so glad. I mean, I won the lottery by her, by not being with her anymore, but I could, I couldn't make, I mean, I am at that point now, but nine years ago, nine, 10, whatever, I think nine years ago, or eight years ago, I mean, whatever the first few years of that, there's no way. There was no way that I could could have done that. I mean, think about it. You know, you you have, you, you know, you have my channel who's who's helping, and even that, you're, you're seeing it, right? I mean, I'm painting a I'm painting a picture for you, and you're like, so I mean, I'm like I'm, I'm incepting that idea in your head, but even with it, you're probably thinking, how in the hell am I going to get to that point? And I'm telling you, you will. It just takes time. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And we're lucky to have, I would just say as a community, we're lucky to have you as a um, YouTube creator because what you provide is like, it's so valuable. I mean, there's millions of people, millions of people that have gone through this and they didn't have YouTube and didn't have the support channels, you know, such as what uh, the younger generation has right now. And yeah. um, I, I can't just, I can't imagine what, and especially what the fathers went through back in the day. I mean, it's getting a little bit better, but I mean, it must have been pretty devastating to millions of good fathers. And, oh, yeah. you know, obviously there's not, the channel is just not for fathers too, it's for, it's for mothers that deal with these types of people. But, um, but yeah, I'm just so thankful to, 
to, to have your channel. So it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing what you do. And, and the, your channel will definitely grow. It's definitely going to grow even more. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you that. saying that. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, when I went through this, there wasn't, there wasn't a channel like this, you know, and there was nobody that I could mm-hmm. find back then that was talking about how to deal with it with kids. You know, there were a few who were talking about it in regular relationships, but as soon as you add kids, it makes it, it just has a whole nother dynamic of what you can do or can't do too, you know, but thanks, man. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the support and I appreciate the, the call. Yeah. Well, thank you so much and just have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks, man. You you know what guys, what I want to, what I want to say on this and I have another call, so I'll grab this here in a second. So just the other person just hang out. Um, This, I mean, this was really hard for me, just like it's hard for you. And sometimes I, I, I worry that, that you guys, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm in a pretty good headspace. Things are going well, even, I mean, it's just perspective. I mean, even with the things that aren't going well, I'm still in a, in a good, good uh, headspace uh, most of the time. All this stuff I talk about, that you guys are experiencing, I went through the same thing and had the same struggles. It was really hard to get to the point where I'm at now. Like, so the last caller who was talking about, you know, asking that question, I absolutely went through that same, same, uh, uh, emotions, same feelings. I mean, I remember when, uh, I mean, and I was with Debbie at this point because this is when the second explosion happened as soon as, uh, as soon as the ex found out about me seeing somebody and, you know, child support services was taking extra money and all that kind of stuff. You know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just show that, uh, cause what I thought, what they told me is it was only going to be a few weeks that they were going to take a certain amount of money to get, there was like, they said I was like $900 in arrears. So I'm like, Hey, you're going to take 250 bucks four paychecks. Boom. We're done. That's not a big deal. I can survive that. So I upgraded some stuff on my truck. I dumped some extra money. You know, I basically, every dime I had, I just kind of overspent. And, and it was stuff I wanted, but the other flip side to it was, it was to sh- kind of like what, what, what I Tumblr was talking about. It was to show her that she's not affecting me, that I'm doing okay. And then it blew up in my face and, and made things a lot more complicated. I, I will say this, I still like the bed thing. I, I bought a bed rug from my truck and a tonneau cover, one of those uh, flip backs, back flips where it, you know, flips up the big tonneau covers that kind of go up, uh, don't work around here because the wind blows all the time and it'll be a gigantic sale. All right. I am going to try to go to this last caller before we run out of time. Let me hit reset on a couple of, couple of things. See if I can get, it's not working. What's going on here? Reset. All right. So I'm going to go to 937, area code 937. And hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. Hi, how are you My doing? First time caller. I'm good. What, what did you want to chat about? Oh, I, I can't. Oh well, I've uh, been off and on. Uh, I'm just uh, spilling my. Anyway, I'm sitting in my uh, my ex's uh, yard waiting for my kid, but I think I've. <laughs> About the uh, previous caller I was listening to, um, I, I 
and I get so nervous. Anyway, yeah, I'm a disabled veteran, and I, I get so nervous. Um, disabled veteran going to a, a, a just um, I met her about five years ago, and believe it or not, it was a low hanging fruit <laughs> because I just got out of a mental hospital for whatever reason, and obviously met her, and my my reality was replaced with uh, her reality. <laughs> Oh no, and not so good. I am sitting in the, yeah. Um, cause you know, I just got out and was learning about myself and all this stuff. Well, I hear, I was like, oh, I have this chance to be, uh, you know, to be this great guy. And well, now <clears throat> obviously she had my kid and now I'm sitting in there, uh, in her yard because I don't know what to do with myself. Um, been, been that way for a little while, but, um, it's funny because this kind of goes along with, um, with the, the previous caller is, yeah, I want to like prove I'm, I'm a better in a better position, uh, to be able to, uh, take care of the, take care of the two year old daughter and stuff, you know, have my own income, da, 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 da. But, um, you know, what was, what was the point of that? But I don't want to have to go to court for some reason. Like I, I would rather sit here in the yard and think to myself, this might help someone else out there. And this isn't a good way of thinking. I don't think because I've been through it for the past year and a half now mm-hmm. is, uh, um, is, well, you can't it kind of, a, kind of a Marine Corps or, uh, me being, being the big bad Marine, I guess you can say, uh, purple heart veteran and all that stuff is, uh, well, you, it, and this kind of goes back to high school. I was always a bully of a bully. And, right. and if that may not make sense, but back, back in the day, I used to bully the bully because, you know, standing up for what's right. Well, yep. well here I used to think, I used to think that, um, think to myself, you can't hurt me any more than I can hurt myself. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. No. But yes, they can. <laughs> well, yeah. But no, I mean, I understand I, that mindset because it's, it's a way of trying to take the power away from them. And, and, and here's the thing, man. I just want to yeah, say this. But, and, and I, I mean, as a vet too, I always, you know, it's, you know, when the people do thank you for your service kind of makes me feel weird, but thank you for your service. Um, and especially, I mean, with what, you, you know, I mean, I, I, I understand, I, I think I can glean underlining what you're saying with, you know, I, I, I understand there's been experiences that have led you up to where you are now and you're dealing with that. So, I mean, I know that that complicates things, but, but what I want to say on that is, you know, especially with your child being two do what you can do on your timeline, right? So if, if I, you know, don't beat yourself up saying, Hey, I I'm in a better place. I can be the better dad, you know, and do all this stuff, but just give yourself the time to get, to get ready for it. And I complete, dude, I completely understand the stress and anxiety with court. It free. I don't like it. I don't, you know, like the people who talk like Alex Falconian, if I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, you know, those people who can do the self-representation, I get so much anxiety when I have to go to court. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, it's, I would rather save the, yeah. The other thing, uh, the other thing I wanted to add on there is you can give up everything and they still, it's still not enough. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so true. Say, I guess if you, if you could see, if you could see me, you know, well, obviously we had a life together over in Ohio and this kind of complicates thing because I'm from Ohio and she's in Indiana, mm. but, uh, 
And so obviously she's like, oh, you can't take the daughter out of state and da, 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 da. But so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just give up everything. I, well, I made, kind of made the illusion of yeah. that I just living in my van, I, just living in my van. Everything was in his, so basically like, well, now I have nowhere to go. I'll just stay in your yard and kind of interjecting, putting myself in a dangerous situation to probably be set up for harassment and all kinds right, of stuff. Right. But, but so far she can't kick me out. She won't kick me out of her yard because she knows I'm a good supply and a good fuel source. <laughs> I think it's mildly funny. I don't mean to. No, I don't expect anyone to or understand understand that. But no, I'm a really good fuel source. Like no, I get understand. I understand what you're saying. Just basically, being, basically being a uh, what I'd call a uh, sleeping on her couch every now and again. I don't say reverse psychology. I don't know why I do what I do, but I, like I said, I think it has a lot to do with my traumatic brain injury. It's like a her reality. Uh, like I can't let go of the reality, if that makes sense. Like this is my old life. Obviously, I met the new, I met the new uh, supply, and he's living. He was living my old life, but obviously, he she, he broke up with her and stuff. But right, he was literally living my old life, and I, and I and it triggered me. I was I was about six months away from contact or with no contact, and then it triggered me for some reason. Someone living my life, riding my horse. <laughs> Dude, you know what, man? I mean, you're but, okay, but I just let me just say this. You know, I mean, yeah, you probably have extra things that are, you know, extra circumstances are making it complicated, but everything you said, most people feel the same way. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard people who, yeah. who say, oh my God, they're with the other person. They're going to all the same places we went, or, or that person is getting the person I always wanted. It's all a freaking lie, but it's hard to give up that illusion it, as it well. Is. Are you literally living in her drive in, in her at on her property then? Is that what you're doing? I hate to say that, but I gave up well, I had to set that illusion. I have a, a property in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I, I camp out. See, I'm a kind of a nomad okay. anyway, like I'm a camper. I like I get free camping. I get free camping in the state of Ohio. So I was like, Well, why wouldn't I do that? Well Yeah. About a year and a half ago when I was taking care of the daughter, I bought a an R V and I was staying in her driveway. Well, I started noticing the the alienation because should be just yell out a yard and make you come in here. Come out, you come in here and get your, your effing kid and you wow. know, just that. And then she would do the whole, she'd do the whole, um, um, what's it called? The alienation. It's like, well, I'll let you be the bad guy. <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, the heck no. I was like, Oh, heck. and right in my own place. And I'm like, I'm just being uh, nice. And I say nice. Just, like, hey, I just want to take care of my kids sit here in the driveway. And hey, man, let me let me ask you, let me ask you this. You know, I mean, because because obviously being around the person's not necessarily healthy. But are you doing okay with it? And if it's if if it's helping you to have a relationship with your kid, is this manageable or is this hurting you? What do you think? That's what I was. That's, that's kind of, I've always wanted to share this because when I get around, see, I'm a very powerful um, empath when it comes to this stuff. See, for the past. I recovered with her, believe it or not. And it was funny okay. because I would read, listen to you guys. I would listen to you guys and I can literally see and plan. Right now I'm in the, um, the final discard stage, like where it's, she's trying to find a reason to pick me out or be mean to me or well, right. be mean regardless. But, but like, like last night I cooked her dinner and made sure her coffee, put it in a, put it in a car for work. And, you know, and she doesn't understand why I do these things. And it's hilarious. It's like, well, I'm, this is just who I am. <laughs> I'm not doing it out of spite. But studying the Buddhist philosophies of just being conscious of your of your your intentions and 
right, you know, right. where your mind is and stuff like that. See, I don't, and, and so the Buddhist philosophy really helped me in the Zen um, Good. concept really helped there. Good. It's, it's damaging to an extent because like yesterday she was sleeping and I hear I was at the end of her bed, just mourning over her again. You know, I didn't, I'm not going to let her. Oh, the art of war is another thing too, is yeah. being strong when you're weak and weak when you're strong. Um, see, it's, it's funny because I know it's like, I'm like, honey, I don't say this, but this is what I'm saying. It's like, honey, I'm giving you everything you want, your admiration, your attention, and your adoration, or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're saying, right. (laughs) And it's funny because, but it's funny she won't um, just kick me loose, so to speak, but she's waiting for me to mess up. Like the other day, it was, I uh, broke a glass in the the, uh, doing dishes. Hey, let me ask you, because we're starting to run out of time. Are you on the Discord? Are you on the, are you on the Discord? Yeah. Okay. Pay- yeah, I get on there every now and again. D- DM me later so we can. Story with no, I appreciate it. I just we're we're starting to run out of time, and I want to uh, I want to follow up with you on this. Okay. Yeah, I think you would find it interesting. Okay, sir, I'll let you go. All right. Um. You know. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. One thing I want to say is there's not a, a one right way to deal with this. Right, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before. I mean, it's like even I'll even say it about my channel. If my channel is not helping you, and some other and somebody's better, then this is about you. This isn't about me, right? This is about you guys getting your life back. So I, I think we need to all be open to different techniques and ways to do it. With what he was talking about, you using Buddhist philosophies. If it's your Christian faith, if it's meditation, if it's hypnosis, like for me, if it's therapy, if it's you know, whatever it is, you have to find what works for you. And the other thing is, is if, if something, okay, we have a person who calls in every once in a while, who's still in the middle, he's going through a divorce and he's living with his ex. I mean, I think most people would say, uh, that's crazy. Don't do that, but he's making it work for him. And there's reasons it's working and it's probably going to ultimately help him out for the custody when they finally get to that point. So, Take everyone's, you know, take all the different suggestions and pick what works for you. I mean, I try to be very broad about my, my, my techniques. Uh, and I, you know, to, to, to implement, I guess. And so try, you know, lather, rinse and repeat, try it. If it works, then repeat it. If you try it, it doesn't work, modify it. And if it's ultimately is not working, then you basically pick something else. But Anyways, uh, and I hate to have had to cut that off because I, I know we're, we're basically down to the last minute, but uh, I just, it, they're, oh God, these, these things are, are they're, they're not easy. They are absolutely not easy. Um, I think having a community like this to where you have a group of people who you can, who you can share with and... Uh, you know, get feedback and bounce some ideas on, and there's people who understand it. So anybody who's out there, who's not familiar or isn't, doesn't know about the DSD discord, sign up for that. You can, I'm not, I don't have time to show that, but, uh, I'll, I'll mention it tomorrow, but, uh, there's a group of people who can really, that understand it and can help it. And on that, thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Thursday. I will be back tomorrow. We'll do another show. And I think I'm also doing a bonus thing with Veronica Archer tomorrow. I got to find out more on that. Be kind to yourself, guys. Don't beat yourself up on this and know that 
there is life after all this crap. 